I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How are you now broadcasting for the studios of Lakes Entrance in East Gippsland, Victoria on the border of, I'm going to give it a go, Tatungalong country. I apologize to them. It's the Theory of Thing Investment Podcast, Season 8, Episode 2. Remember, if it's talked about enough, it's a thing. That's why we named it this. Uh, this show is brought to you by the Australian Mutual Funds Exchange, also known as Amfex, uh, Amfex.com. Check it out today, giving you access to pretty much any mutual fund on the planet, all from the availability of your phone or desktop. Speaking of which, not really. I'm James Whelan, Investment Manager at VFS Group. I'm a white male, age 41. I'm wearing, because I'm at the farmhouse, uh, the beach house, I'm wearing grey slacks, a a blue three-quarter length top and a sleeveless uh, sleeveless fleece because that's just how I roll. I feel like a like a private equity manager here. Um, the, <laughs> I am joined by Heath Moss of HLM Investments. Heath, how are you now? Very well, thanks, mate. Uh, gave a great uh, picture of where you're at at the moment. I dare <laughs> say it's a bit chilly down there. It's really chilly here in Adelaide, so it'd be even even worse where you're at, I think. Uh, no, it's, 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 it's okay. We, we touched down on Sunday and off, <laughs> just take a step back. The reason I did that last week, just the description of, of what I'm wearing and where I am, because I've got a friend who's, who's working really closely with, um, some things on, on trying to make more things more accessible for people who are visually impaired and differently abled, um, which is cool. And she does great work. And someone, someone has said, James, it's a podcast. There's no, there's no visuals in this thing. I'm just going. You know what? I'm just going to help people paint a picture of exactly what's going on. No, I've heard of that. Gonna... I've heard of that done before. There's a, a few podcasts out there I listen to, mainly gaming ones, but they uh, they do the exact same thing. They describe the environment and what they're wearing and that to give the uh, those uh, who uh, are visually impaired in that um, a better idea of what's going on. Theater of the mind. That's mm. uh, that's it. Uh, you know what? It helps me as well. So just imagining in the car trip. And I've got another. I've got an eight-hour car trip to get back from this place, which I love down here at Lakes, Lakes Entrance. It was. We arrived on Saturday, and I've just I've just got work to do down here. So a lot of farm work, and then I just do some really big project work. It was about thirteen degrees. Rain was going sideways on the Sunday. I just thought, oh, this is perfect for doing work and actually getting stuff done. Curl up by the fire up at the Kalimna Hotel. Um, with a laptop and just really hammer into some research and really hammer into a few things that I've got going on. And no, the weather's actually been quite good. So it's out long walks with a dog and do any any squ- any spare inch that I've got. I'm actually taking the, the the time outside with the son and my littlest who came with me on this one. So trying to just maximize the family time and maybe some of those big pieces of research that I really wanted to get my teeth into didn't exactly get the attention that they probably should have got. But I'll just make some time for that this afternoon. I think so. That's how that's going to go. Sounds um, fantastic. It is, it is, and getting back, getting back this uh, this weekend, refreshed and ready to go. Uh, speaking with, so this episode is being recorded, like I said, East Gippsland, Victoria. It's nine sixteen a.m. in the morning on the twentieth of April, two thousand twenty-three A.D. Now, it's been a week, Heath. It's been a week. It always, always is. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's why that's why we do what we do. Um, just trying to break it down, decipher it, talk about, and let's. Stand in the theme of what the show is called, the theory of the thing. What is expected, what's not expected, what's baked in, priced in, and done. I think that Emma Fisher last week on that podcast really helped us 
or just reiterated that that there's no surprises except the the, the stuff you really don't know. Exactly. If you yeah, if if you're reading if you're reading about the potential recession in the Financial Times, then it's it's already priced in. Trust me, it's already priced in. And so some of this stuff just hasn't. The size of said recession is a completely different thing. For example, so that Genevieve, I've I've, I've spoken about her before. That she's she's got a Twitter account. Um, she has a CFA apparently as well, which is which is good for her. But she did mention just talking about how bad earnings. No, actually, she was talking about how good earnings have been, that it's been a majority of beats, and then how that, that shows a strength in the economy. I'm just like, no, that's for me, that's wrong. Yeah. Um, just because earnings are beating doesn't mean that things are strong because you've got to remember that they're beating. What are they beating, Heath? Revised down earnings. These earnings, like the, the earnings um, over the last quarter by analysts have been revised down at twice the pace they're usually revised down. So analysts are coming in lower, and these these uh, these companies are beating these lower expectations, which you know is is great. But you've got to you got to take it with a pinch of salt. And it's really early on in in the Q one earnings season over in the US. I mean, we've had a week of it basically, and yeah. we have had some big names in there, but none of those were expected to to cause any problems. Yeah, I I, I don't think well I, even the Tesla one, which literally just dropped yeah. about three three hours ago. Um, their cash was in the hundreds of millions when three point two billion was expected to, to to come in. Yep, that's I don't understand how you could possibly have expectations that far away on cash, especially since they screwed their margins by flogging off the cars at a massively discounted rate. Yep, um, yep. I mean, but you work in shorter timeframes; it's harder to uh, harder to forecast these things. Um, you know, companies may you know put uh, you know they were originally maybe going to lay a capital outlay that they decide to bring forward, or you know, um, they, I'm not sure. I haven't looked at the Tesla stuff too closely, but maybe they're starting to account for you know the new um, uh, plant that they're going to be building in Mexico and and whatnot. So um, who knows? Who knows? But yeah, those those margins are really tight now, or coming in quite tight. They came in came in from 19% to 11%, um, and and that's what happens when you know you have to cut these uh, these prices because of uh, more competition and. You know, making yeah. these cars more accessible to the everyday uh, user. Yeah, and well, I mean, across the board, we are seeing continuing margin pressure. I suppose, and I was stressing about that towards the end of the uh, towards the end of the year last year. Just talking about guys, pay attention to margins. Make sure that you've got companies that that, that can robustly protect their margins. Which is why you want to make sure that you own a good quality uh, good quality companies or a good quality ETF mm-hmm. uh, um, that's out there. And I, I heard. One of our colleagues, Andrew Wieland, uh, is up in Toowoomba talking about this on Ausbiz yesterday, just, just making sure that quality is in there. Q-U-A-L is one of the ones, but Q-H-A-L is probably the one. Um, we're trying to make this more relevant so that you've actually got some ideas and trade ideas, but buying quality is hardly the newest idea that's ever been out there. Now, focusing on this, so I've got uh, an FT report in front of me, which has got the performance of the top 10 stocks um, since the SVB meltdown, Apple, I mean, look at that, 8% potentially. Meta's up almost 20%. Alphabet, you know, over 10%. I mean, the big tech has just run really hard. I'm yep. looking here trying to find, just because we're staying on earnings here, um, big tech atmosphere, big tech rally, we see some reason for concern. The re- recent rise, so this is uh, unhedged in the unhedged article that came out, I think, last night or this morning. No, this morning, uh, just a little while ago. Focusing on the big tech rally, though, we do see some reason for concern. The recent rise of the fangs, et al., 
looks like a knee-jerk reaction to the fall in rates and expectations that followed the banking mess. The 10-year has fallen from 4%-ish to 3.6%-ish. As we Mm. have often said, the low rates good for big tech trade is just so 2021. Life Mm -hmm. is not that simple anymore. I'm inclined to agree. Yep, 100%. And you look at something like uh, NVIDIA, who's, which has rallied 100% off its, off its lows. I mean, it's still 30 or 40%. Yeah, I caught, about, I caught about 6% of that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, and, and it's rising into an environment where, you know, semiconductors, there's a glut of semiconductors around the world. You look at South Korean semiconductor inventory index. It, it's it's one at uh, near-term um, records. Um, and you look at Samsung, et cetera, they're actually winding back production of some of their chips because, you know, there's just too much out there. So um, a lot of people are putting a lot of and, – and I think this is where a lot of the rally in the tech stuff has come from is this AI theme. We saw ChatGPT came, came out, you know, a few weeks ago and, and, and blew away the world of how good it was. And then we've had every man and his dog come out with their version of it. And I think that's spurred a lot of the rally in the tech space as well. You know, people yeah. got excited about this and the future and what this could bring for the future of earnings for these companies. Um, and in the near term, you know, they're going to really struggle with some of these earnings. And, because you know, if the US is heading into recession, you know, 40% of the US GDP is made up of small and medium-sized companies. Mm. And these small and medium-sized companies use companies like Microsoft and Google and Amazon, et cetera. Yep. Um, so if they're going to pull back demand, you're still going to feel it in in um, those bigger companies as secure as their earnings are. So it, it is, I think it's, I said it in my note, I was put out to clients last night, I said it's the most untrustworthy rally I, I can remember in recent history. It just doesn't add up to me how we could be trading on 18 times forward earnings and that's rising um, into an environment where we're going to hit a recession. We don't know how deep it's going to be with possible, you know, really nasty stuff around the corner in terms of commercial real estate in the US. Yeah, that that still should not be discounted either. And we did mention that last week that just because it's off the front page doesn't mean it's gone away. It's still no. very much it's still very much an issue. I, I, I reiterate though that the Fed is is quicker and bigger and more able to fix the things that are busted than to not. Now, going on with that, now there's two things that I've got on my um, my little note at the beginning of the week, uh, and also sort of. So first off, I'm going to quote Jamie Dimon because we all love Jamie Dimon from well, JP Morgan. We all love him. Yeah, that actually changed the name of our chat group to something. Yes, about. <laughs> Jamie Dimon. What uh, is Chris club. Weston? Is has he got a problem? Is Chris? <laughs> is I he think, okay? I think he's got a bit of a man crush there. You think? Yeah. Jeez. Uh, what we all do, if you don't have a man crush on Jamie Dolan, there's something wrong with you. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> anyway, uh, the whatever. Okay, he's a good-looking guy. Okay, well, we're not going to go to this route. So, uh, the look, um, he's talking about the bank reporting that came up um, this uh, this over the last week or, uh, or just, over, just over a week. Um, J- uh, JP Morgan, Jamie Dolan. Here we go. Quote, the consumer has money. They pay down credit card debt. Confidence isn't high, but the fact that they have money they're spending their money. They still have $2 trillion still in savings and checking accounts. Businesses are in good shape. Home prices are up. Credit is extraordinarily good. That's going to continue in the second quarter, third quarter. And after that, it's hard to predict, which is fair. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, the, things, the commentators are inclined to agree. Yeah. I'm inclined to agree too. Well, I, I sort of am because with the consumer, the consumer can stop on a dime in terms of its spending. Confidence can be wiped out really quickly, and it's with the consumer. It's generally really good until it's not. And we saw with the GFC spending, uh, retail spending, that was extremely good right up until the last second. 
Um, and, you know, if jobs start being lost, you know, the recession headlines and the bad news are spread all over the papers on and on your screens every day, people start raining their spending in um, mm. or, or just simply don't have the savings or the money to do because they've lost their job or, you know, the, their hours are being cut back. So consumer spending, yeah, it, it has looked strong for a while, but I think that's going to change really, really quickly when thing, you know, jobs you really start being lost. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's that. That's you. I I just think that for as long as it is strong, so let's just go through it. What sixty percent of US GDP is the consumer, and say the US whatever is worth X on a potential. So it's like fifty percent of the world's GDP growth is is dependent on the US consumer. Yeah, yeah it's I think that's, that sounds about right if you reverse engineer it that way. So look, as long as they're still doing what they're doing, they haven't run out of cash yet. And the people who have been let go of at places are from fancy damn tech places where they were all getting paid too much anyway. And the and the leaving agreements that people are getting are basically being employed anyway. Just being it's, yep. it's um, anyway. So it's it's you know six six month full pay full healthcare. You know, may as well still get the gym membership in a car park. And the only thing is you don't have to don't have to come to your desk, which I don't yeah. think they were doing anyway. No. Um, and that's no, why no. commercial property is so bad. <laughs> no, I did see. I did see a, a stat of oh, I can't remember the name of the, uh, the the occupancy, the office occupancy stat I saw last night. Mm. It's a it's a niche one, and it measures the top ten cities in the US or something. And it, it's the occupancy is only at like forty eight percent. It is it is disgustingly low. Um, yeah. Um, and yeah, the, these are these are all problems that will come home to roost later on. And I I actually hate being this bare bearish negative guy. <laughs> And I really am. I think you've known me long enough to know I'm pretty positive when it comes to markets and that. Usually be bullish. It's always a good strategy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and and longer term, I still am. I, still, I you've got to be bullish. To, you know, develop markets like the, the Australian and the US and that in the longer term because you know they do they do tend to perform well. Yeah. But in this short term, it's I'm just really rattling my brain to see you know how we come out of this without a recession and a you know. Where, where earnings pull back, you know, twenty percent, maybe ten to twenty percent, maybe. Okay, okay, that's right. Well, okay. Now, subject change because we are trying to make these podcasts uh, tight and short and sharp, twenty minutes tops. If we can get there, we can get there. Um, yep. That's where we're at. Uh, we'll go into. No, I'm down here. I, along with my sleeveless vest um, that just doesn't have a Patagonia thing because I bought it at Lowe's or something like that years ago. Uh, I would also be wearing a red hat that has elders written on the front of it. It was given to me by a charming fellow who's our one of the valuers that we have for markets down here because we're cattle farmers um, when I'm not stockbroking that, or podcasting for that matter. Um, one of the elders uh, elders blokes, we just went out and had a bit of a look. We're trying to sell some, uh, some yearlings. We've got some steers and some heifers that look amazing. And, yeah, he says that we're going to get – it's not close to what we were getting – a year ago when beef prices were just insane. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. 
My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm looking at about, I think it was 13 to 1400 bucks in two weeks' time for the heifers and about 1600 each for the, uh, for the steers, for the fellas. So that's... Um, that's pretty good. It's definitely not where it was, but it looks like that we've had about a thirty percent drop in beef prices as well, cattle yep. prices. That um, that's about set. To, I mean, these guys know what they're doing. Elders, if yep. elders tell you something, that's pretty much how it's going to go. Uh, yep. And I've got a hat, so I mean, that's pretty cool. But yeah, I think I think that we've based on commodity prices, maybe a little bit of pop up, just going into into winter, and then that's pretty much where everything just stops. People don't sell um, in this area in winter. So, mate. It looks like maybe commodity prices have, you know, what what from those crazy peaks have have stopped. Maybe a little bit higher to go. What have you got on the radar for you? Uh, will we will been talking about copper? We know about copper. China had some really really good um, economic data out during the week. Uh, GDP for Q one beat. Um, I really liked the retail sales figure beating, came in above 10% when around 7% was expecting in growth. And and this time around, it's going to be a consumer-led recovery in yeah. China. The, the Chinese people have massive bank accounts, the swelling of their bank accounts um, because they got locked up. Um, like Amazing savers too. Yeah. I mean, by for, even, even if they weren't being forced to do so. Yep. And so th- that's going to disperse into the economy as it started to do now. Things yep. like uh, electricity usage, transportation, uh, services, uh, utilisation, et cetera, are all at pre-COVID levels now. Um, they're, they're all roaring back. So this recovery in the Chinese economy is going to be consumer-led. Now, there, there, there will be still infrastructure and construction. It has to be. It is such a cornerstone of their their economy, and the government is pumping huge amounts of liquidity into that. Um, their M2 uh, money supply figures have turned back into expansionary uh, territory again. But we really won't see a lot of that uh, play out in the economy for another 6 or 12 months because it just okay. takes that long to filter through. So copper yeah. involved in everything, aluminium, alumina, or however you say it, um, the same thing. Aluminium, also, that's how you yeah, say it. How is it? Yeah. There's no other way of saying it. I don't care where oh, you're from. I don't care if you're 50% of the world's GDP, mate. You, you don't get to say it any other way. It's aluminium and that's the end of it. Um, yeah. So that is also another favourite of mine um, simply because it's just using everything, you know, consumer goods, transportation, electronics, everything. Yep. So um, that's another favourite. I I mean, think, we can't bang, can't bang that table more than anything. No, no. I, I think lithium is close to presenting us with another opportunity. Yeah. Um, spot prices have fallen about 60% in China. I did write to my clients at the end of last year that, you know, spot prices and 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 lithium stocks would fall by 50% or more from yeah. the highs it has. Now the Chinese consumer is waking up, will start buying more of these cars. Uh, battery producers have, uh, you know, eaten through their inventories of lithium, so they'll need to restock Um because obviously demand is still there for these electric vehicles over in China, even though the subsidies have moved away yeah. or been lessened. So I think lithium may present our um, uh, opportunity there. And I'm, I'm favouring producers like uh, Mineral Resources and Pilbara. Um, if you're looking at, you know, your developers in that, um, uh, PMT, which is Patriot Battery Metals, I think I've mentioned them before. 
I think they've got absolutely something massive on their hands there in Canada and James Bay and uh, could be a takeover target. And uh, GL1 as well, um, uh, I forget their name, it's Global something or other. Um, they're you, another one. get this from? Yeah, Mate, they're, they're all listed here. They're, they're all, I know, they're, man. <laughs> I just you, you and I just move in different circles. I swear to God. I know. GL, I know. GL1. I know. You talk about these things, global lithium resources, and next thing you know, I've got to mute this stuff on Twitter because everyone's talking about it. It's just like, I just, <laughs> how do you all know what these – anyway, sorry, yeah, global I'm lithium resources. I'm looking at the hard rock, mainly yeah. the hard rock stuff. Um, I think that's where the money is. And we're seeing a bit of consolidation there. We've seen the, uh, the uh, South American giant, Ali, uh, how do you say it, Albemarle or whatever. Albemarle. Um, they've, Albemarle. Yeah, they've, they've made yeah. a large bid for Liontown. Um, mineral yes. resources – is taking a 20% stake in essential metals who already have a takeover offer on the table. So yeah. they've built a blocking stake there. I think you'll see more mergers and acquisitions in the space since prices have come down. And I'd expect lithium prices to remain historically high, but just nowhere near where they were six months ago. I think those ridiculous prices and they had to come down. So yeah. um, the future is looking bright there. Yeah, it, it it sure is in that regard. I got no problem with that. I'm just looking through your note here, just seeing some of those. I, like when you when you when you list. Oh, so I get a, get a little mention here in your note too. Thanks for that, mate. Um, <laughs> no worries. You can see I didn't read all the way down until just now. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, my wife only reads the last paragraph where I talk about you know home life and family and kids and that, and she gets really really stroppy if I don't mention anything about the family or anything really? like that. Yeah, yeah, she likes to have a read about it, and I've actually got a few clients that that love it too. They love hearing the updates and whatnot yeah a little so, bit of um, yeah nice. well, I'm, a, I'm a family business so you know you got to connect and you know, you know yeah. tell your story so yeah. it is it is a it is a real thing until robots take us over um that's how it's going to be i do notice that clients clients do actually want to be talking to a real person and then to know that there is a real person there who actually is is someone that's important yes for sure, for sure. retail retail is a funny business um in institutional yep. it's basically just how much money can you make you know can you get me the best execution with retail people? A lot of it is is legitimately just the relationship. That's, that's it is it's people it is. business, definitely, yep. definitely. And and yep. the last one is just quickly gold. Gold has remained uh, above two thousand uh, US dollars an ounce for I think twelve consecutive sessions now. I thought it was eleven yesterday. It was twelve yeah. today. By the looks of it, that's the that's a record um, for staying above two k. So some really good consolidation there. And if yields are to come down still or even remain stable. And the US dollars to come down. There'll be a bit of um, there's a lot of central bank buying in gold as well at the moment. I think gold, it, you know, we could see new record um, prices on gold in the well, next few our months. Well, our mate, our uh, mate Greg over at Blue, um, where is he now? City, he started at Citywire or City Index, sorry, not Citywire, yeah. City Index, uh, also known as Blue Wolf Pack uh, on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. He's uh, and he's a legendary bloke, um, but he's just started with City Index, uh, doing their commentary stuff like that. I actually got a fake tattoo of a blue wolf in his honor. Of this one. <laughs> Beautiful. He's, he's opened up. They've got a little fake tattoo shops uh, that's set up near the beach here. So we go down there with my littlest, and she gets a ballerina, and I get a blue wolf. Very cool. Uh, Fantastic. The uh, where were we? The, the, the he has opened up two positions this week that I know that he has done. One is being short gold, and the other one is short being gold. long. US yen, I think that was okay. it. So he's he's expecting a reversal of what I've just said, or is that the um, other way around? Was he long yen? What, what uh, was it? A risk? It's 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 effectively a risk off trade. It's a higher interest rate trade, which makes me wonder why. Okay, yen. 
Um, yeah. Anyway, whatever, whichever way around it was. But but the gold gold is going to go, in his view, gold is going to go the opposite direction just based on that simple fundamentals that if rates do go a little bit higher as the Fed, you know, a few Fed speakers, I wish they'd shut the hell up, but when they say yeah. stuff that you've got to listen, um, even if they're voting or not, they think that rates are going to be a little bit higher for a little bit longer. We saw US um, inflation numbers out last night just showing how, just how crazy it is over there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the UK numbers, you mean? So what did I say? US. Oh, yeah, UK. Sorry, yeah. Yes. Yeah, different. Yes. different letter. Um, yeah, that's absolutely crazy high. Um, that if, if rates do pop back up a bit, then gold is going to go in the other direction. So a short gold trade there um, is his soup du jour. Now, mm-hmm. football. Yeah, mate. What have you got? Now, I, okay, I've sacked him. You've sacked your bloke? You, you... Sack, sacked. Dave is gone. Thank you, David, for your time. You're on a three-month holiday. Um, he's, uh, he's, I'll, his record I'll, was horrendous. I'll come back the same way. I'm just try, trying to think about the time when I was at UBS and we got we got a holiday from State Street or something like that. And it was just it's just a really simple thing. It's just like, hey, we'll talk to you in three months, man. That's it. Um, <laughs> so yeah. so see ya, um, Dave, because your tips are absolute dog poop, and uh, and you're going to have to go. So I'm go- I'm doing it myself. I'm opening up my old, my account and I'm having a look myself. You go first though. First okay. off, wow, Adelaide, Adelaide being sold out for Magic Round. I'm not going to. What's it called? For, for Gather Round, yep. It was, Thank it you. Was, the vibe around the city was electric. Uh, I walked through the city on Sunday and it was packed and it's just the vibe. There was a lot of uh, entertainment going on, you know, different people of different walks of life with all their footy gear on. It was just fantastic. Yep. Um, it was, and I'm glad we've got it for the next three years, I think really, you know, bet it down, give it a name, give it an identity, and then move it around the country as we see fit. It's on my calendar. It's on my calendar next year to get over there. Uh, amazingly, yeah. time's in well with a live golf that starts tomorrow, I think. It could be today. It starts think- today. I saw photos yeah. of yeah, I saw photos of the launch last night. It's probably on right now for all I know. Yeah. Um, pull it up on the YouTube. I still don't, I've, I haven't watched a scrap of live in my entire life. Okay, your tips go for oh, – no, what I was going to say is that straight after we talked about the gather round being completely sold out, the NRL had um, that, that the Bulldogs versus the Eels game, which I managed to get wrong because the Bulldogs had like four injuries in the first five minutes of people who just couldn't walk anymore. So I got a little bit stuffed on that one. But that was sold out. It was like 47,000 people sold out. Wow. How's the, how's the Australian consumer doing, Heath? Oh, still still really solid. Still <laughs> really, really solid. Stubbornly good, aren't they? Uh, again, again we, we have that, that mortgage cliff coming in the second half of the year. That's that's going to suck a lot of demand out. But we, what I will say with retailers is we do have very high net immigration, so that will help support our retailers and probably save them from something that could be really, really bad. Yeah, things are um, fine. Things yeah, are fine. Yeah. Uh, but um, right. tip for the week. Tip for the tip week. For I'm the actually week. going... I'm actually going to go with my crows here. We're playing Hawks down in Tasmania, which generally we do, don't Hawks, do too well. Stuck. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we struggled down to Tasmania, and I can't remember the last time we won down there. But anyway, I'm saying the crows to win between 1 and 39, paying about 210. Um, I think just keep it nice and simple there. Um, I came through with my bet on the weekend. I can't remember what it was. I think it was I can't remember what it was win. either. I think it was Pies to win 1 to 39. Um, and that last quarter was a roller coaster. At one point, like, they were going to blow it out, and the next minute, it was like Saints could run over them. So, but yeah, Crows to win one to thirty nine. I think that's a good good bet. I think we'll win by a couple of goals, two or three goals. Even though Hawthorne aren't the best, we we tend to struggle down there. Not bad at all. Uh, also, just on a note before I do my footy tip note here from Gareth Aird has just hit my inbox, and it's because it's from Gareth. I know that it's it's already publicly available, so I'm not giving away any CBA secrets here. Uh, Q1 23 CPI preview. 
Uh, we expect the headline CPI to increase by 1.3% for the quarter in the first quarter of 23. That's 7% for the year. Trimmed forecast to rise by 1.4% for the quarter, 6.7% okay. a year. Okay, did you write that down? Yep, yep. He's right that's about everything. Slight, <laughs> slightly lower than what we got in the fourth quarter last year. I think that's okay. slightly lower. Um, but we, we lag. It, it will take a little while for the, that to filter through the numbers here in Australia. Could I, uh, Gareth is still saying that RBA, another rise for next month yeah, for 25 points. And and then I think he's probably still on that same track of doing cuts at the back end of the year and the, and the beginning of next year. Okay, now, my tip, my tip. I can't remember what I was going to tip. Uh, yeah, tomorrow night, so Friday night for anyone who's listening, is going to be the Eels versus the Broncos. I think that the Eels were quite fortunate last week against the Dogs um, and the Broncos are the real deal, um, especially all the old Broncos. No, you wouldn't have seen it. Gordon Tallis sinking, sinking cans of VB with the US Ambassador Kennedy Um he didn't take his eyes off her. <laughs> I've seen a man <laughs> absolutely smitten with this woman. And they, the Broncos had her out for a bit of a training run the other day. She can hoof a ball with the left foot, um, which wow. is always good to see. Um, so I think US, US Australian ties are, have never been stronger. As long as Big Gordo's, uh, you know, getting in the front row there, good on him. Um, he, he could be, he should be an ambassador, actually, better than the one that we've currently got. The, yeah, I reckon that the Broncos, um, will beat the spread. They'll win by um, – so, so they've given them a three-and-a-half-point hindrance on that one, and I think that they'll win by four or more. It's going to be a piece of cake. They're the real deal. So Broncos, that's about a buck ninety-six that you should get for that. Um, double your money, um, five gets you ten. Beautiful. Okay. That's it, mate. Short, sharp, Excellent. sweet. Don't forget we're, fo- we're sponsored by Australia Mutual Funds Exchange. Check out amfex.com if you want access to – any mutual fund in the world, especially India, which is what I was supposed to be hardcore researching on this trip here. Um, so have a look at some of the Indian mutual funds that you can have access to. Go to amfex.com, get a login, have a bit of a play around, and I don't know, if you want, deposit some money and do what you need to do. Beautiful. Excellent. All right. That's it for the show, mate. Have a good one. Thanks, mate. It was another good one. Oh, and uh, Yep. Anzac Day next week. Make sure yes. you spend some time. Get out to a, 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 a service. It doesn't have to be a dawn service, but it's nice if it is. Mm. But, um, yeah, see a march. Get your kids out, especially get your girls out to go and see. There's so many role models out there um, that uh, that uh, that you should respect. And then settle in for the afternoon and just watch some absolute cranking football. It's the first time that Essendon and the Pies will meet being top four teams since last century. Um, Fantastic. So that'll be an absolute barn burner. Um, yeah. Yeah, so get into it. Anyway, yeah, so for the diggers, um, have a good one, and uh, and I'll talk to you later on. No worries. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.